We are. We're all pet medics. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Coming at you. Coming in your ears. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Best day of the week. It's seven o'clock. Best time of Tuesday. Yeah. And it's Raw Pet Medics, which is the best show. It is. I think so. Obviously. Yeah. Ready? Do you think so? A lot of people will say, as people, when they want to say something horrible, they'll always say, (laughs) people have said, people have said, and then they say the horrible thing as if, because they don't want to say it, but this is definitely the best show. We see the ratings are climbing all the time, thanks for people's efforts. Yeah, Nick, go ahead. Give us an intro there. Guys, we're going to be, we've got the, the, the lovely Rachel from Boil and Broth. And we are going to be talking about broth, uh, the, 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 the interesting bits, the, the amazing uh, benefits of broth. We really want to say thank you to all our podcast people. You can get pod- our podcast on any uh, medium you fancy. If you can give us a, a thumbs up or subscribe or do whatever you do on that medium, that would be amazing. We're, we want to say a big thank you to our Patreon members. Uh, uh, patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics because your support allows us to get great uh, uh, speakers, guests. It allows us to keep the uh, lights on and it allows Bren to go on holiday. So I'm, I, I'm being facetious there. It's nothing to do with that, actually. We spend, we spend things very, very wisely. And it allows us to do our show on the 2nd of December in Manchester where we're going to have hijinks and we're going to have lots of uh, lectures in the morning and then in the afternoon we're going to have some fun. That's it, a bit of Christmas. So it's all going to be good. Jovality, yeah. It's all going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. So, Rachel, welcome. Rachel Boyle and Broth, you are very welcome. Um, tell, tell it. Yeah, need it's, you here. It's great. Need you here it's for really, this really one. great. Yeah. Bone broth is. Have we have we tackled bone broth yet, Nick? I don't think we have actually done a show on bone broth yet, have we? Not directly. No, no. it's really exciting. It I talk up. about it all the time. Yeah, so it comes I'm up now and again, really and kefir as well, which is another one. I mean, this show is going to be split in two with those two topics alone. And uh, you manufacture mm. both of those products, Rachel. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business, how long you're going, where you are, what you do, give people a bit of a background before we get into the details. Thanks. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, I love broth. I've been making it now for seven years. I don't make it anymore, thank goodness, because nice. it's hard work. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah my, my husband helps out now. We have, um, we have a small factory in the North Dorset. And but yeah, but I started the, the business just from one slow cooker, bubbling away the bones uh, for myself, because initially I, ha- I was 15 stone. I had, um, I had candida overgrowth. This was a condition that I developed when I was mm. pregnant with my children. Um, I had lots of antibiotics during my time of pregnancy. And as a result, it really disrupted my gut bacteria. And it was the same with being pregnant as well, because pregnancy is proven to disrupt the gut bacteria too. So I was really in a mess. I was very overweight, had lots of digestive problems, couldn't get support through the NHS. I spent three years on the NHS roundabout, as I call it, going into the doctors, getting a prescription for for UTIs and then a couple of weeks later I was in there for thrush um you know so it was this this roundabout that I went on for three years and it was really really debilitating and I think the most frustrating thing for me was I didn't know what was wrong with me so I eventually gave up on conventional medicine and decided to do a bit of my own research I have a little bit of a background in health I did like sort of personal training and nutrition when I was younger so anyway it sort of led me down the journey of gut health and it opened up this whole new world for me. It was like gut, gut bacteria yeah. and 
you know, you've got lining and inflammation. And uh, anyway, so bone broth is really big in Australia. And that's where, first, where I first heard about it and had a friend over there who was raving about bone broth. So I thought I might as well try it over here because I couldn't get, I couldn't find at the time a really good supplier of bone broth. So I started to make it at home. And, um, and I also discovered I could, you know, pro- probiotics as well, which was something I hadn't heard of before. So to help rebalance the, the gut bacteria. We were, we were not in a good financial position at that time, the two young children. So I decided to start looking for a natural source of probiotics. And then that was what led me down the pathway for kefir water. So I, I designed my own diet to get rid of candida overgrowth, um, which is essentially a cleanse and then cutting out all sugars and introducing new foods into my diet as well. So, you know, lots of lovely vegetables and really focusing on drinking broth every day, having the kefir water every day. Anyway, I, I managed to cure my condition in 12 weeks and um, mm. it was completely symptom free. And then I lost six stone over two years. Yeah. And nice. I just, uh, which was amazing. So it was really, really cool. And um, I felt naturally that I needed to go into business with it because uh, it wasn't just me that was having these problems. There's lots of people around the, the world having the same problems. So I felt I wanted to get the message out there. So I started to just make the broth for friends and family and People would knock on the door asking for broth yeah. and they'd come back. And um, yeah, and eventually it just sort of snowballed from there. I set up an online website, shipped my first shipment to, to London. This was when we were doing the frozen broth. And um, yeah, from one small slow cooker, we're now into a small factory here in, in Dorset and have a small team of people. Um, yeah, and then we decided though, well, I, 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 with my husband, it was really a decision that we, we would notice that there was a lot of common commonalities between the pet space and the human space where you know people were struggling to find the right information for their dogs particularly who are having you know which I believe is a lot of gut health problems um so yeah you know and knowing the power of of broth and how it can help uh, humans I did some research and discovered it was amazing for dogs as well so I decided to get us a pet food license so applied to the APHA which was not easy because we had to get a a, a, a dual, a co-location license, as they call it. And it took nine months for the Food Standards Agency to approve it. I even had them coming to my house, yeah. <laughs> like to come and check up on what I was doing. I was like, look, I'm just seriously only a small person doing yeah. this. <laughs> I just want to sell it to pets. Um, but anyway, from that, it, it just sort of really grew and we become more popular in the pet space. And then in the last, you know, probably two and a half years, oil and broth has really been all about the pets. And, um, you know, I'm really proud to say that our, our broth is, is, you know, a really good quality broth and people do get good results from it. And I truly believe it's because we don't add any vegetables in our broth. We only add more bones. And then as a result, you get more protein from it. So, you know, people get a really high quality broth. And the other thing is, is because we're actually a human broth company that makes it for pets. We don't use category three bones, which so there's a difference. So a lot of pet companies will use category three products, um, which means they're not for human consumption, but we only buy high quality human grade bones from local farmers in the area. So uh, technically our products are organic, but we just haven't gone through the status of being organic because a lot of the farmers don't do that, unfortunately. So Helen, what, and Rachel, what, what's in your range? Right, or, or just, just give us a little run through of the range that people can get hold of. Yeah, dogs. amazing. So we started off just with beef, lamb and chicken. And now we offer more of the novelty proteins, because one of the things that feedback that we were getting is that some dog, you know, dogs have allergies, particularly to beef and chicken. So we decided to offer like a full range of, of other proteins to so goat, venison and uh, pork as well. 
Um, so th these are all now available on our on our website and in stores. You know, we're we're stocked in over four hundred stores around the UK. Um, we, you know, we you can buy it online. Um, yeah, and we've got the you can see probably the some of the range behind me. Uh, we've got the larger. So these are the hundred and twenty gram pots. They are perhaps you know in comparison to some other broth companies, people might think that these are really expensive. But this rehydrates back to three liters. And I think the most important message that I can get across about our products is it's actually pure protein. There's nothing else in it. It's just, and broth has um, has 96% water. So when you dehydrate it, you've literally just got 4% protein left. So Great for shipping. Yeah, so I it mean, can seem yeah, like... When you're shipping stuff around the place, shipping watery products is a curse because it's so expensive and it's just water. <sighs> And so that's if you can de dehydrate the product, what a novel step. I mean, that's amazing. That's going to open up the market for you, totally get outside the UK because it's so cool. And now you're going inside these cool little Ziplocs. You sent us a nice little package out of these different bits and pieces. And yes, so I good. do. So these, these are idea. so cute. And it's, so we do a 35-gram pot. So these really work well for small dogs because you can get up to 21 servings from this 35-gram pot. And it's just because of the rehydration process. So people can buy the pot and then they can come and top up with a little refill pouch. Now, unfortunately, we only do these in the chicken and the beef at the moment, um, but we do have plans yeah. to roll it out to the other flavours. Um, but chicken and beef, believe it or not, are actually our biggest sellers. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, no. and, and do you post out, Rachel? Do you post? Yes, people can we do. order so, online. Yep, it's at, 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 like pretty much next day delivery. So if somebody orders it wow. now, they'll get it. You get it on Thursday. Is there anybody um, in Ireland stocking yes. your products yet? Yes, we do. Um, Gary at Wellfed Pets, he he's our distributor for Northern Ireland and Ireland. Right. So he he yeah, he's got us into quite a few shops. I think um Fetch My Pet Needs yeah. is one of our biggest stock stockists over Nikita's there. So amazing. yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's Gary's really great good. He well. makes my supplements. So he up in Northern Ireland. Oh, yeah, oh I love yeah, Gary. Nice he's such guy. a nice guy. He really hardest is. working he's dude in the uh, in the pet industry. Um so look, th these uh, <laughs> these products like when people look at dehydrated products, it's hard for them to grasp the value for money concept. It's like when you, you buy your blueberries and uh, you buy these blueberries that are 90% water and you look at the price of them and you get a small little yes. tray. But when you buy dehydrated blueberries, you get 100 grams of, of powder and you see the price, it's like £25. And you go, oh my God, that seems quite a lot. But you are getting so much blueberry for that. You can buy the best quality, out exactly. say outdoor root, organic, uh, wild-grown blueberries for the same price as the stuff you're getting from the supermarket. So the dehydrated, dehydration process, particularly when the thing you're dehydrating is almost all water, it's, it, it can be a little bit of a hill to say to people, look, while you look at the price of our products, when you rehydrate this, we are at least comparable to everybody else. And then our shipping is much cheaper and got all the other advantages that go with that. So, um, yeah, it's a great, great yeah, absolutely, product. great idea. Thank you. And the whole, you know, we really wanted to, you know, our power bill went up, I'm sure, with everybody, you know, but for us, because we, you know, we, ha we are power hungry, particularly when we were doing Frozen, um, it was like seven and a half thousand pounds a month, yeah. you know, for a small business, Ooh. it was just totally not affordable. And then plus, you've got all the extra packaging and all the shipping costs on top of that. But by doing the dehydrated, it was so powerful because it doesn't change the nutrition of the product at all. So it's the same product, you're literally just removing the water. Um, and then we've saved like, Honestly, so much money on power. And How do you? What does, what does the dehydration process look like? We'll get to the broth manufacturing in a second, but the dehydrate—you don't have trays of water that you're dehydrating. I mean, how do you possibly dehydrate a pool of water? Yeah, well, we've got a little bit of a technique. Okay, okay, you don't have to give <laughs> um, that away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't give oh, away the great secrets. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially, we do have an enormous dehydrator that is on, you know, and it takes a long time to dry the yeah. bath. It takes like four days, Ooh. you know, but each time. Yeah, I know. But it, you've got to remember it, it runs at a lower capacity. So once the water has started to evaporate out of the dehydrator, it then reduces the amount of power that it's using and it gets lower by time. So, yeah, it is definitely more, yeah. more, more saving on the energy. Yeah. So Rachel, with with uh, you're at Boil and Broth. Uh, Judith just logged on and she said, hey, uh, what, "What's your company called?" So Judith Boil and Broth is uh, is, broth. is Rachel, and that's great. So um, we talk about um, bone broth quite a lot. I certainly do with my clients a lot. I think it, it, it's almost ubiquitously useful. We have to talk about histamines in a second, but we'll we'll do that. Sure. But with with what where do you use uh, the uh, the bone broths? Where you know, I mean, you don't use them directly, but <clears throat> what stories, what feedback are you getting from uh, where people are using these these type of products? So, what do you mean? How people are using them in terms yeah. of what they're feeding yeah. to their dogs? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're just amazing. Like we people come to us, they leave amazing reviews about the things that are helping their dogs with. You know, so we've had everything from. Um, Dogs with low low blood uh, low blood counts that they've had the broth over a period of time and then they've seen their bloods come back to normal. We've had broth uh, dogs that have just totally lost weight and just changed changed their health completely. Mm. Underweight dogs as well that have put weight back on again from having the broth. Um, and also just that you know you can naturally see I think in a dog you know and, and in humans as well those who are having broth because they they do look naturally healthier. You know the skin, the coat, you know. Um, the nails, you know, it, it is just an all-round fantastic product. And I mean, we so to use our product, we do recommend that people rehydrate it rather than using it as a topper. I don't believe that you get the same benefits from having it as a topper on the food, as a dry topper. Um, and also you have to be careful as well because um, you want to be mixing it with hot water to kill any enteros in water and all that sort of stuff. So, um, and anything in the broth as well that might be there. So hot water is definitely best to add with it. And then also what customers can do with our broth, which we're unique, and I don't believe that there's any other bone broth company out there that can do this with their broth, but you can actually set it back to a collagen state. So you know like how you get at your, if you were able to buy a, uh, a normal frozen bone broth, you would open it and it perhaps be a jelly. Um, well, you can do that with our broth. So you just have to follow the guidelines, put it in the fridge and let it set for 24 hours. And um, yeah, and it goes back to a jelly. People do trouble have some troubles with it, but often it's because collagen is a natural protein and, or, and it is very temperature sensitive as well. So you really do need to make sure your fridge is nice and cold. It won't, ma it won't matter if it's jelly or slightly more watery as long as the, the nutrients are going in. And it is, it is, full, well, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is full of nutrients. Like, there's been a number of studies of broth, not as much as there has been of kefir, which is the other half of your, of your, your business. But, uh, but of broth, there has been a lot of good studies and they're saying that as well as collagen, like one of the things, they, one of the nutrients, I just did a little tiny dig. Um, and, and, you know, there's a, a number of kind of cool things that leap off the page. I'm just going to call them out. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not so much that you're getting a lot of uh, calcium and magnesium and stuff from. It's a little bit of magnesium, not, not a lot of calcium. It's not that that you get from the bones. What you do get in that broth is collagen, gelatin, carnosine, which is a really important one. We've talked about that a number of times. Glycine, proline, glutamine, hyaluronic acid, which would be joints, glucosamine, chondroitin, which is joints, proteoglycans. Anyway, I could go on. Those little bits Amazing. and pieces. It's those sort of cool proteins. 
But if you just pick one of those, and um, because again, there's not a lot of studies on broth as a whole, but there is a study of the components of broth. So if you look at, say, gelatin or collagen or carnosine, and you look at collagen, the supplements yeah. of those amino acids and, and proteins, there's lots of studies. And on gelatin alone, like the stuff that you make your jellies with, uh, consuming it uh, most often via collagen can increase bone health, reduce joint pain, and boost joint strength. Studies of rats shows it increases Amazing. bone density in rats in just three months. Uh, gelatin mm. increases the mucilage in your intestinal wall, which is probably where the probiotic effect of it comes from, because that's where the probiotics live. They live in the mucus lining of your intestines. Uh, mm. And then gelatin is also contains glutamic acid, uh, which is another amino acid that helps protect the intestinal wall from damage and possibly prevent leaky gut. Finally, gelatin contains glycine, Amazing. which in human trials helps manage blood sugar levels in those with type 2 diabetes and reduces inflammation. That's just one of those proteins that I mentioned. There's like six or eight, and you could do that in carnosine, you could do it on the rest. So there isn't a whole lot of studies of broth as a, as a, as a you know, because, you know, companies just aren't doing those studies. They're doing the studies on the individual components and they'll go, oh, I wonder what carnosine does. And then they'll sell you the supplement carnosine when actually you can get the whole shebang in one goo. Uh, if uh, so, I just I I just think that's interesting. People go googling for studies for broth, but that's kind of not the way you do it. But there is studies for broth, and there's been studies for broth for the last um since I think the first study here that I found was uh 1934, uh, and they found wow. that uh, yeah yes, so it was a the famous uh, couple, apparently Robert Pigance, an Irish pediatrician, and Elsie Widdison. Uh, so they started the bone broth revolution, and in two thousands in Nebraska they found that um. A chicken soup, simple chicken soup, seemed to experience a mild reduction in inflammation to help reduce symptoms of respiratory infection in rats and humans. Amazing. Yeah, and in 21, the same Amazing. thing. They found growth factors increase and all sorts of cool stuff. Interferon reduces all these things that you want to see. Um, yeah, so that 2021 study was the most impressive. I'll share that from our Facebook page to show you what that's the most impressive bone broth study. But that's getting all the things up once. So I'm excited by this. I, like, I haven't never really looked into it before until I prepared for this. And then I'm like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot to this. Why do you take the fat off the bone broth? Uh, that's a great question. A lot of people leave it on there. Um, you know, I mean, we, we take it off because for, from a packaging perspective, um, yeah. you know, when we were doing the, you know, when we were doing the pouches, particularly, you know, if we were to just put the broth in and then the layer of fat yeah um you know obviously we were be reducing no the amount of volume so we we decided not to do that we actually for a while made you know sold tallow um to the the beef fat uh and and all of the fats we sold it for cooking fats um and then we sort of made fat bones for dogs but unfortunately we had to stop it because it's just so time consuming and i know so many people were upset about that and we're really sorry but you know, unfortunately, it's just we have to make decisions about what products work yeah. and what products don't. It's interesting that the fat um, is something that you remove. Uh, like with dogs with IBD, as Nick was just about to mention there, with dogs with IBD, they're temperamental to feed. And so it, it, apparently when you're feeding broth and stews, the advice is to take the fat content off for these because when you've got IBD, they struggle with. But um, Nick had just mentioned there with these dogs with the gastrointestinal kind of issue, they can suffer um, histamines worse because they lack the enzyme. Nick, what's the enzyme? Uh, diamine oxidase. Basically, it gobbles up histamine. So if, you're in, if your gut is in great shape and your liver is in great shape, then any histamines that come through. Now, I'm reading uh, Dr. Paul Saladino at the moment, which is the carnival code, and he goes into this oh. in a really big way. It's a... It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a stupendous diet of the 
You're a bit like Shanahan. Remember when we read, we, we, we all read Shanahan yeah. like, like three years ago, and it was like, mm. oh my god! And <laughs> all the ancient, all the ancient tribes, they all use bone broths, you know, and uh, bone marrow and what have you. And fat is prized as one of the key elements of health. So um, I can see why you would take take off the fat, you know, for, for packaging and what have you. But if you can get to a stage with your with your dogs where you're getting some good fats in there, then I think that's really, really, really important. Now, as regards the histamine thing, one of the one of the everybody knows that there are a thousand benefits from using bone broths, okay? But the kind of the the fly in the ointment, as it were, was histamine. There are certain humans and possibly some dogs who can't cope with the histamine probably from the collagen that we find within bone broths okay and uh and therefore the 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 argument goes be careful of bone broths because they might make you itchy they might make might make you flary they may flay your, your leaky gut and what have you but if if bone broth is part of the healing of leaky gut then I think that there is a place for it to play. So if you can heal leaky gut, if you can promote the health of liver, then any histamine that does get through in the early days, it's going to be it's going to be reduced because your gut is healthy. It's going to be reduced because your your diamine oxidase in the liver is gobbling it up and in the gut. So and also, which is really interesting, for Paul Saladino, the Carnival Code, he says. Kidney is really high in diamine oxidase. Mm. And so what you can do cool. is you can increase your level. It's very cool. If you, mm. if it, it's quite a good supply. It's maybe one of the best in 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 all the animal foods. So animal foods, fresh animal foods, are very low in histamine. It's only yes. when they're cured or aged <laughs> that you get this yeah. rise in histamine. So if you're feeding our dogs really great raw food, then the histamine levels are going to be low. Bone yes. broth is very beneficial to the gut and everything else. So I think that there is a, 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 a game to play there with the, with the bone broth. And I have to say that I, don't, I cannot remember any case where when we gave bone broth, we got an increase in leaky gut, IBD, yeah. or itchy skin. Haven't yeah, seen all, these histamine, yeah. all the histamine reactions. Unless yeah. you've got yeah. a dog who is chicken intolerant, and you give it chicken bone broth. Obviously, that's not a great yes. idea. Yeah. So um, that, as far as I can see, is is the diamine oxidase, the gobbler of histamine, which has to be a good thing because we're all very inflammatory and there's a lot of dogs with IBD, there's a lot of dogs with skin disease. So I think, I think for me, bone broth has to be part of that conversation where are you on that, Connor? Yeah, kind of the same there. So that DAO, um, which is all I know it as, um, but now I know it's diamine. Same as yeah. me. I, say, <laughs> I, I, I always say DAO as well. I just call it DAO. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce DAO, but that's my effort. But uh, yeah, so that's produced by the, the, the line in the intestines. So when that gets hammered, when there's a war zone in there, it doesn't produce as much of it. So it makes perfect mm. sense to me that they would struggle mm. with histamine. Mm. But I still don't pick low histamine food. Um, for dogs with IBD, that's not the first thing that comes into my head uh, because I just don't. 
But look, sometimes it doesn't work out. Sometimes you use the wrong stew. I'm now decreasing the fat for IBD dogs, but I'm not decreasing histamine because I haven't got that kickback yet from it. I don't see that, but I'm not a vet. I'm not. I'm doing most stuff by, yeah. by Zoom consult, so it's not like I have the same access to Nicolab. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not something I'm, uh, I'm thinking about. I wonder is this where a question came up, and I'm going to pass it over to, to you now, Rachel, to get your opinion on the histamine bit. But somebody said on my page when I posted about broth being on tonight, they said, ooh, uh, can you ask, is this why you don't give broth to hot dogs, as in, or warm dogs, whatever, mm. the, t- whatever okay. the traditional Chinese veterinary medicine term is, at Judy Morgan's kind of realm. And that's probably an inflamed dog or a dog suffering histamine, uh, which could be the term they use, damp mm. and warm, and I'm not going no expert from surfing butchered it. But it might be the same thing. It may be dogs that have this histamine intolerance and whatever. What are you thinking about the histamine, uh, Rachel? Well, I mean, look, it's a great question. Um, it's something that's come up with us for a very long time, you know, particularly with humans and now so with, with pets. And I actually wrote a blog about it because we were getting asked so much oh, about good. the histamine levels in broth that I felt that it needed an explanation. And because, you know, it, it would anyway. So broth naturally does have high histamine. I mean, especially when it's a slow cooked broth because it is cooked over a longer period of time. So natural histamine is produced. Um, we pressure cook. Um, our bones. So actually, our broth is lower in histamine in comparison to other broths that are slow cooked. Uh, but because the um, histamine intolerance is a gut health issue, I always recommend that people should have broth, but have a very small dose of it and introduce it into the diet. So, you know, for dogs particularly, um, we recommend about 10 meals a day just to have it. If, you know, they don't need much, but it's enough to get that protein into them, those really important proteins that could perhaps get to work in the in the gut and actually not have too much of an effect on on the histamine levels at all. And quite rightly, as you said there, you know, if they're following a raw diet, then their food naturally is going to be lower in histamine anyway. So introducing though that sort of next step with the broth is a really, really good idea. So are you saying that you start low and then as gut and possibly liver health improve, you can you can build up. Because yes. if you think of it, all the traditional well, all the traditions all around the world, bone broth is 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 key. You know, if you think of the, the, the Jewish mother, she, if you get sick, she'll give you chicken broth, chicken chicken yeah. soup for the soul, you know? It's yeah, it's, that's it's right. a very ancient way of healing people. Yeah. And and I think it's... in de- in days of old, everybody's gut was in better health because they didn't eat loads of crap. And uh, liver <laughs> yeah, was exactly. in better health because he didn't eat loads of crap and, you know, medicines and what have you. And so maybe in days of old, the gut could tolerate it. But if we just go in gently to start with, with appropriate protein for the sensitivities yes. of that dog, we can just kind of just come in under the radar. I think that's a great yes. way to think about it. Yeah. So thank you yeah, for that. Absolutely. That's great. I mean, look, you know, I think it's just about using a bit of common sense, mm. isn't it, really? You know, because it is a gut health condition, you know, and you can supplement DOA. Mm. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to say it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you can supplement that. Um, I don't know. Can you get a supplement for dogs? Use a human one, but I prefer to go with just get a chuck a bit more kidney in. If you don't like kidney or and this is kind of from a human perspective, but if, if your dog doesn't like kidney because it is pretty strong, or you can't mm. get a hold of it, or you just can't bring yourself to kind of just it. wrestle with these, these 
slightly rubbery, reddish things. <laughs> there are people like um, Hunter and Gabba, and there's probably Ancestral. others who do desiccated. Yeah. They do desiccated Icelandic, and I'm, I'm not selling them, so you can get them where you like. They do desiccated Icelandic lamb's liver. And I'm actually taking wow. that at the moment. So I may be having a positive effect on my histamine because it increases the DOA, mm. gobbles up the histamine. Mm. Yeah. And so we're moving in the right direction. That's so that's pretty exciting. I didn't Ooh. even realise that. So exciting stuff, I think, guys. But anyway, let's, let's tell us a bit about kefir. What is, what is kefir? What is that? Okay, so a great question. Um, a lot of people will re acknowledge kefir as milk kefir because that's probably the most common kefir out there. You can buy it in the supermarkets. Um, there's lots of different brands. Um, mm. When I started on my gut health journey, I was intolerant to dairy, so I didn't want to go down the dairy route for, for the, the kefir. So I actually discovered water kefir. And so instead of using, um, so how milk kefir works is it ferments using the sugars within the milk. So rather than uh, using the milk sugars to ferment, you use uh, like a natural sugar to ferment the water kefir and uh, water kefir grains with water. So it's a very, very simple process. Um, it's just kefir grains, water, sugar. We add a little bit of dried fruit in there to just add it, give it a little bit of extra flavor. But pets, we keep it original, so we don't add any other ingredients at all. We do... Um, we do for humans, like the mango and, the, uh, and the cranberry. I had that, yes. I drank yep, all of them. Which you got yeah, these. Very nice. How was it, Brady? How was it, Brady? Very, very good. It? As I said to Rachel, I'm going to say it live. Uh, as I said to Rachel, it's fizzy because, like, obviously, <laughs> you know, it's, it's in a can, <laughs> but then it's kefir, so you've got that extra fizz. So I was like, <laughs> you know? And uh, but that's the initial shock. You've got to take it easy with it, but it's lovely and refreshing. And uh, what are you going to do? You're not going to drink anything one drink and think it's amazing. But, you know, so you'll have to send me a whole case, Rachel, and then I'll let you know. So, I will, uh, I will. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a fan of can mango that. ones, lovely, yeah. yeah. How much sugar is in it, Rachel? I'm a sugar Nazi, none. so... None. None. Yeah. yeah. None. Yeah. Because what happens is the bacteria in the kefir grains break down the uh, break down the sugars and they convert them into CO two, which is why you get your gas. Your gas. Which so is you're actually yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, so that's made my day. If I could have a case, yeah. I'd be really grateful. My children would be so yeah. grateful yeah. because you know even <laughs> San Pellegrino. Yeah, they go. Oh, Dad, can I have some San Pan San Pellegrino? It's not Coca Cola. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, yeah, but if you look at how much sugar is in this, there's, there's like yeah. 12 teaspoons per and do you glass. Give, do you oh, give this, it's just, terrible. Do you give we, the same attention to the beers that you drink, Nick? Come on, <laughs> As Nick sips his beers. No, you're not having any Coca-Cola. <laughs> you're not having it. There's, well, there's not a lot. It does have good bacteria. It, yeah. It's fermented out. Most of the sugar, it's the alcohol that kills yeah. you, not the oh, sugars well. in the beers. It's just not where you're winning. So what is, like, what is kefir? I see these grains, okay, and... Uh, what are those grains? So they're like little translucent yeah. grains, and um, they actually come from a cactus, the prickly pear cactus, Ooh. usually originating in Mexico. And these grains grow inside of the cactus, and as they grow, they feed on the, the sugar water with inside the plant, and they grow and grow and grow, and they get bigger, and they multiply, and then they actually start popping off outside the cactus themselves. And then the people in the local area, in the Tabicos, they call them, they go around and they collect these grains and then they take them back home and they ferment them. And that's how the, the natural um, probiotics no are started. So are there little granules? Yeah. So they contain the bacteria and maybe a little starter culture of a bit of, a bit of sugar as yes. well? Yes, absolutely. It's, well, it's amazing, it? it's, honestly. It's not just bacteria, it's yeast yeah, as well, yeast. critically. That's yeah. right. So you, the most thing, the most... Um, 
the most microbes that you'll find in the um, in the kefir themselves is the lactobacillus uh, range. So that's mostly made up of those, and the bifidobacterium. So that's basically made up with that as well. And then the brewer's yeast, which is found in pretty much most fermented drinks, naturally fermented drinks. And the brewer's yeast is actually really good for the digestive system. And I believe that that's also what helped when I had candida overgrowth, because candida overgrowth is a fungus. So when you have a, a, a healthy yeast nice. versus a, um, an unharmful yeast, yeah, yeah it, it sort of helps to, to create that balance. Yeah. So The, the weight yeah, gain thing is interesting because people don't understand it. So when they're... When... When they think of growth hormones in the in say I was going to say the US but it, I mean whatever um, but it, it's not actually hormones they use but it's antibiotics and it's a type of antibiotic they give that increases weight gain into but isn't that right Nick isn't mm. it, it isn't the it's not you're not allowed to use growth hormones anymore in uh, North America but it is an antibiotic they use for growing the chickens quicker is that is something to do with weight gain that you're when your your gut dysbiosis is just or the yeah. They're getting rid if, of certain... if you use certain antibiotics, a side effect of using certain antibiotics is that you increase weight gain. You just you skew the the microbiome such that you get better uh, food to body weight conversion. That's essentially yeah. food conversion rate. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's just artificially tilting the the microbiome. But there are ways of doing that by giving probiotics rather than antibiotics because the antibiotics. You've got to stop the antibiotics before it goes to humans and then it goes below a certain level. But is that certain very low level, is that going to have an impact on your microbiome? Yeah. So you're tucking into your your your, your, your McDonald's chicken burger mm. and you're actually taking mm. on potentially if those if those birds were grown with that yeah. antibiotic, you're taking that on only low level, but the microbiome is so subtle. Mm. That and, and, and even tiny changes can make a big impact, yeah. you know. And if you're doing it once a week, every every Sunday with the kids, whatever, that's going to have an impact. It's, you know, these things are. It's not what you do; it's what you continually yeah. do that that has the impact, as we as we well know. Yeah. Before we leave so, the main show really here, guys, because I'm just aware Ben mm. is there, and just in case we get cut off here, I just want to say, um, Rachel's human broth company is called the British Broth Company dot com. So that's where you just rebranded British Broth Company. Just rebranded pets and dogs, yes. humans and pets on the same website, or do you? Uh, no, yeah. so we yeah we decided to split the two brands now. So Ball and Broth is just for pets, yeah. and the British Broth Company is now for humans. So if you want some of the kefir, you have to go to the British Broth Company. Okay. We do free samples for broth on there as well, Ooh. so you can pick them up on the British Broth Company. And I've got a discount for you guys, which I'll tell Ooh. tell you in a minute. Um. Yeah. But the, on boil and broth, customers are entitled to get a free sample of bone broth as well. They just go and pop a sample into their cart. It comes off automatically. Um, yes, and we've got 10% off for all your listeners tonight or viewers tonight. And it's the code is, let me just double check, it's RPM10. Lovely. <laughs> wow. You, that's easy to remember, RPM10. Can you ship to and the US? Can off. you ship to France? Good questions. Yes, we yeah. can ship all over the world. Nice so it's no worries. Wow. Um, we offer free shipping for international over £80. So if customers come and buy two pots, um, then yes, they can have it for free. Uh, for free. Then we also are offering subscriptions as well on the human broth site at the moment. And we have it, it only on the refill pouches. So these are the 120 gram refill pouches. So the idea is to get people to cut down on their waste and to buy a pot and then top up with the, the refill pouch. Love it. That's cool. Is this a human broth 
or the, or the doggy broth. So, oh, right, great. Okay, both. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the yeah. subscription yeah. model is just coming on boil and broth, um, but everything else is is happening on on British broth. Yeah, that's cool. Really impressive, yeah. Rachel. It's funny people really are saying here that they're impressive. buying this for their dogs and they're not buying it for themselves, and it's like you know. Uh, everyone is saying the dogs just yeah, so much better yeah so martina you know you gotta buy it for yourself as well i'm i'm actually making a lot of broth these days i'm buying a good quality chicken that's costing good. me you know a proper outdoor reared chicken and they're huge yeah and so i'm eating so let's say one of them every two weeks i get about three meals for the okay. four of us out of us you know you get a thin enough kind of curry soup at the end of it but i'm making a broth then and then the dog gets about a day or two of meat off it's so much extra food comes off it and then he's getting extra broth then my kids are getting a chicken soup so much off one big bird so we are now eating quite a lot of broth it was that uh, Catherine shannon book that made me do that yeah just just a a little a little tip just before we finish just before we finish uh ellie has tried using collagen she hasn't used the uh, bone broth yet but um for the exactly the same thing. However, in the Indonesian uh, tradition, kids are given loads of bone broth, and having bone broth as soup is really common. You know, probably twice, three times a week, you have a bone, basically bone broth, and you add veggies and you add this, this, and this, and it's really, really good. But she's tried just taking collagen, and she saw a noticeable thickening of her hair. Wow. So there is a wow. there is a um, an aesthetic benefit from these things. There so is, she, you know. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Like I've had broth for seven years. My skin's so healthy, you know, I have long hair, my, my, my nails are good, you know. So I do believe in the the product. It's amazing. That's why it's so fantastic that you guys support broth as well, you know, because for all of us broth companies, you know, it, it's absolutely vital that broth gets out there. You know, that was another thing with the samples, you know, we can get it through people's letterboxes, you know, there's no excuse. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it for the dog, get it for you, get it for the family, get it so that you've got Long lustrous hair Aww. like uh, Connor. He uses a lot of. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I'm drinking. It. I'm drinking. Of, it. Uh, I can't drink anymore. And guys, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say uh, 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 with Connor, just to say, uh, Rachel, this has been really fantastic, really, really enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please, would you stay with us for another ten minutes? What we of do course. is we treat our Patreon people to a little bit extra. Maybe we can do a little bit more on Kefir. Yeah, we've I think got there's a lot, a lot to be said on Kefir. Yeah, let's, lovely. So let's, let's jump into that. Before we do that, Karen has reminded me that the tickets, there are still a few tickets left to our event, 2nd of December in, in, in Manchester. You can pretend that it's education, but it's going to be an absolute blast. Knees We're up. going to have a, 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 a real knees up. And I will be there too. So I'm excited. I'm really excited to come out with my husband, of course. So my lovely husband, who's going to be coming and helping. So yeah, it's really amazing. I'm I'm so excited to meet you guys in person. And uh, obviously all of your people that watch this and yeah, we're off too. So cool. cool. Ah, yeah. It's going to be a bit of fun. Cool. All right. So Nick, can you, can you turn us off and turn us on again? Oh, 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 Oh. Blah, 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 blah,